0: And welcome back to the Book in Life podcast. Today, we're going to be sitting down with one of the most amazing, sensual, history-cripping and mouth-wandering writers of the century. But before we do that, I'm going to talk you through a little bit from Marianne Curley and her book, The Shadow. The battle is over, the war is won, the prophecy complete, but life can't just pick up where it left off for Ethan. Strolling to cope with tragic loss at at odds with friends in the guard, he finds himself adrift, jumping at shadows and sensing someone who can't possibly be there. Blaming herself for the goddess Lathenia's death, Giselle swears revenge and bullify the immortal's plan. For world domination, but Giselle hadn't planned on love. And that leaves her on an, with an unbearable choice. Should she follow her heart or the strings of a goddess, short, on praise but high on expectation, who continues to pull her from the grave as the guard and the order battles through the past and into the impossible future, darkness lurks around every corner. The fight for the world's survival rests with just one. Is it friend or foe who stands in the shadow? And it's just a reminder that the book four of the Guardian series is out now. Now we're going to get on and speak with Anna Bradley. Welcome.
1: Oh, thank you so much. That was quite an introduction.
0: <laughs> I'm good at the introductions. I'm not so good at the memory part. <laughs> I have to write everything down. People laugh at me because usually they see all these notes around me, and I'll be like, Yeah, I because I, I like I always have the formal formats set up on the computers, like, no. I can remember where I'm
1: going. <laughs> I'm terrible. <No. laughs>
0: so, let's hear from you about either a current book you're really excited about or one you're going to be releasing soon. We want to uh-huh. hear all the juicy details that you want all to All the share. juicy
1: details, okay. Well, um, I mean, the one I'm most excited about right now is also the one I'm going to be releasing. It's um, the second book in the Games Earls Play series. There's it's a book. Oh. It's a series of five kind of longish novellas, and um, right. this one's called Odd Earl Out. And I'm excited by it. It's it's I'm I love the cover. That's part of it, which is, sounds crazy, but the cover is just so much like what I pictured it would be, which doesn't always happen. So that was fun. And I love the characters, especially the hero, because he's kind of great. I love the title Odd Errol Out. That Odd really Earl does out.
0: stand out with, yeah. It yeah. It stands out, you know, compared compared to like a lot of the sort of um, historical romances that have been coming out, that kind of
1: sounds yeah. a lot more fun in a way. I have a lot of, <laughs> I've definitely kind of hit or miss with my titles, but I like that one too.
0: Yeah, I I know that feeling. Um, when I do titles, I I am awful. But luckily, oh, I have a co author who will turn to me and say that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I wish I came I need a I need a critic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the great thing. I never thought writing with a co author would be fun or would be easy. Um, and then I started working with Joey Legend, and we wrote Marie's World, and it. I mean, we did it in a month.
2: Just
1: wow.
0: sitting every morning, going through the story, talking it through, talking through any holes that we mm-hmm. might have found. And uh, he, you know, he helped with the series. He helped with the series' name and he helped with um, reining me in because I have a terrible habit of, of going over <laughs> the top with some of my ideas. We um, all do. <laughs> and yeah, it, it did. It really It helped me learn that... Slow down, enjoy it, enjoy the writing, actual experience, rather than yeah. thinking, I gotta get this done. I you know, because I always had the mindset of, right, I've got to hit 15,000. Oh, I do, yeah. So yeah. Many days, or, you know what I mean? Like, I always I was trying to be <laughs> super disciplined. And he was like, this, such a laid back, nonchalant guy. Wow. Who's nothing like his wrestling character. And he would just be like, if we get five pages done a day, that's good enough.
1: Oh my God. I want to partner like like that.
0: (laughs) I know. Right. And I'm thinking, where have you been since I started (laughs) this journey? Um, But yeah, he, he was fantastic. And I, I was super lucky to work with him and we still do go back and forth sometimes with, um, we are working on some of the Marie's world books. We just haven't released any. And yeah, it's just, that chemistry that I think we created within two weeks of meeting each other. That's I've never amazing. met in person. Just wow, over like phone, Skype, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's and it's
1: rare it's too crazy. to find a partner like that that you really you know jive with immediately. Yeah, and
0: especially like everyone says, how did you figure out a way to work with a wrestler? You know, because wrestlers don't yeah. tend yeah. to write things. And I was like, um. <laughs> Well, he has a very intelligent mind. He's read a lot of books, and he gets the process. He just needed me to, like, educate him on breaking it down and, like, teach him all the areas that wouldn't otherwise be uh, pointed out
1: to people. Right, right. So,
0: yeah, but um, he was really amazing, and we did a a semi-main hybrid publisher who, bless their socks, did not have any idea... Um, about promoting somebody that wasn't from the UK uh. so you know we struggled with them for a while and then we went back to the independent publishing mm-hmm. scene which I'm so grateful for because I've had such good experiences there and I've learned so much over the years there
1: that's um, good
0: yeah, yeah and, and then when we decided to leave, leave a company um, that we'd worked with for quite some time we just said well we don't want to take these books from the readers. So I just stuck them back up on Amazon and said, you know, guys, you you deserve to have them. And and they've been up there for a while now. So that's really um, great. It is
1: about the readers for sure when all is said and done, right?
0: Yeah. And that's the thing for me, like, I didn't get in it to make millions of dollars. I'm not (laughs) that kind of person. I got Uh in it because I've got like, a world, literally a universe that lives inside my brain.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: if I am um, bored, which happens periodically, <laughs> I will wander off down one of these little corridors that appears and I get sucked into those worlds. I don't know if yeah. that's what it's like for other writers, but that's what happens with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I then a new book arrives. But... Yeah.
2: That's...
0: It's, it's, it's a thought.
1: weird experience. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so is there any other things that uh, you're really excited about or you would
1: like to share with us? Uh, yeah. Well, the two series I have going right now is that Games Earl's Play, which is the, the next release. It's May 31st is the release. Um, but I also have another one of the Swooning Virgins books coming out. And it's not until the fall. I think I think they said October, early October. Um, all right, cool, yeah, so it's it's yeah, so I've kind of got two going at the same time and alternating sort of release dates between those two. How those do two you times. find
0: that? Do you find that difficult, or do you find it quite easy because you've got guidance on like notes and
1: well, organization I, or? Yeah, I have a ton of that. Um, I've never really done it before, Crystal. Really, this is the first time I've had two projects going at the same time because I'm very much oh, cool. the type that focuses on one at a time. But it's actually been easier than I thought. Um, and I kind of like their, their, the series are really, really different from each other. And so there's a, there's something really nice about kind of Okay, well now I'm doing this, and this is sort of a darker series with a mysterious edge to it, and it's more of an intense read, and then the games roll's play is is lighter and fun and funny, and so I get get to do both, which I like. yeah i think I think that's great because
0: for me i I got pigeon told in sports romance, um. and I always was like, I want to write something else.
2: And
1: it wasn't
0: until I got free of my agent and I just sort of sat, I ended up filling two notebooks within, uh, I think, a couple of months with just different stories I wanted to tell. And I sat there and I looked at myself and I said, no, you know what, I'm going to take time away from the industry and I'm going to write this. And then, of course, the pandemic hit.
1: Right, right. That changed everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally threw all my plans out the window because I had. Too, yeah. I'd moved back to Shetland, and I had gone back to being a learning assistant uh, for schools. And I thought I can write at night, you know, have a stable yeah. income job. Right on my days that I'm not working because I was I was doing it as a relief worker.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought, you know this is this is how I'll do it and of course with the pandemic hit, i had to teach at home
1: yeah that kind of and it me. was
0: the weirdest experience
1: yeah because
0: you're supposed to be helping a child in class but you're not sat beside them that's
1: yeah that's really hard
0: and they then they struggle with the whole how do i ask this teacher for help right so I would have to have like a sidebar going with the kid to make sure that oh, they were learning. Right. While also participating myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because that was kinda how my kids were. They were not super confident kids and they liked to see us adults take part because if we are stupid enough to do it, then they think it's fun. <laughs> I have Whoa. never done a day of French in my life. And every, I got must have been about four French classes a week. And I can still oh, wow. not talk French. But we played French games for a week, you know, for the whole lockdown. And I was terrible at the game. <laughs> did they, they probably had fun though, right? They thought it was hilarious. And then the one day I actually met, I won. I, one of the days I managed to win. I don't know how I did it. I'll never be do it again. And uh, one of the boys that I was working with, he went, Yay! Ms. Bain won! And I'm <laughs> like, oh, that's cute! <laughs> and my hubby goes, you're really sad, you know that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really sweet.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, funnily enough, at that point, I hadn't gotten married. I got married in November, so... Um, yeah, they they... They all got so stammered on what to call me. So, you know, sometimes I get Mrs. Bean and sometimes I get Ms. Bean. And, um, yeah, it was always funny. But yeah. I always sort of look at that time in the pandemic as a reset button. I think yeah. a lot of us writers, especially if we've got kids or family and we're staying with family, our priorities shift. Yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely the case for me.
1: Yeah. Um, how was it for you? Well, you you mean specifically the co- specifically the pandemic or just?
0: Well, yeah. It was. Do you think it, it impacted on your career? Um,
1: did it make you sort of change how you did things? I do think it impacted in the sense that I mean. I didn't go anywhere. I swear to God, I didn't do any, you know, appearances. I didn't go to any conferences. I didn't really get to see any other writers or readers in person. And so that, that was hard, you know, um, especially I really like talking to other writers and it's, you know, you know, cause Same. you know, you're stuck, you know, it's very isolating, writing's isolating. And I, I don't mean that as a, com- as a complaint because I love what I do, but, um, you know, you're by yourself in an office with a computer. And um, so I don't, you don't get as much of that, you know, social outlet that you, that, that say like a go to, go to work job would provide. So when COVID hit, it was all gone. I mean, just completely. It's just me and the computer. And of course my kids and husband were home as well. So we got to do more stuff together and hang out more, which was good, but, I feel like it was—it was almost like the walls closing in a little bit, you know. Which, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a lot of writing done, but <laughs> it was hard.
0: I had to. It was so weird because I had been with my partner for so long. Yeah, he understood my whole writing process, so he he saw the headphones on
2: mm-hmm.
0: and me typing. That meant don't talk to her; she's no, writing, I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So he knew, like okay, Crystal's in the zone. I'm not going to talk to her. I'll just edge around her and mm-hmm. just do my own thing. A smart man. But, yeah, very smart. Oh, he is super smart. And <laughs> unfortunately, my mom didn't get it
2: um, at
1: all. Yeah, mom's she, a whole other thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, there was, I, I got stuck in a right, You know how you get into a writing groove where you get so sucked in that you Mm -hmm. almost forget the world exists? Yes, I
2: do.
1: Yeah.
0: I fell into one for three days. Wow. Which is not uncommon for me. Wow. However, my mom started to complain that I smelled funny.
1: (laughs) That my hair
0: was sticking up in different directions. She literally took me to a mirror in the bathroom and said, look at this hair.
2: Because I
0: had really long hair at the time. And I went, but I'm writing. She goes, right. you're not now. You're going for the shower. Oh,
1: no. Oh, my gosh. So like, my whole thing, my whole group just went puff. Well, and that's I was the thing. Like, Is it, you lose it. You can lose it in an instant. So I try to yeah. keep my office door closed and my kids will come in. And, I, you know, I'd say, don't come in unless I, you really need something. Well, like your
0: finger falling off.
1: Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> like, is the house on fire? Cause if it isn't, you know, so they, um, but they were, especially when they were younger, not so much now, they'd still yeah. come in like, where's my, this shirt or where, am I? and it they uh, it, it's only a few minutes of an interruption, but it takes me a long time to get back into the groove of it. Like where I was, yeah. you know, once you're out, you're kind of out. So you have to get back in there somehow.
0: Yeah, and that, that, that's where kind of Ian puts up with quite a lot because <laughs> if I'm I'm in the zone, which um, I haven't been for a while because I haven't been writing as much. I've been studying um, for my university course. Uh-huh. But when I do get in it, he... he I forget the dishes. I forget the, uh, yeah. the washing because, you know, these are things that we're supposed to do.
2: <laughs>
0: uh... I only cook for myself anyway, but sometimes I'll forget to cook. I'll forget to eat sometimes. I do too.
1: Yep. yep. I've done yep. that too.
0: And it's really bad. And he'll come over to me and he'll say, Have you eaten today? And I'll I'll hold up an apple because you can type <laughs> and eat an apple at the same time or something, you know? Right. And he'll be like, That's not enough food.
1: For a day, right. For a day. Yeah.
0: So he'll then sneak out and he'll buy me grilled cheese toasties or nice. he'll come back with like a Chinese or a that's, chippy. You know, that's from really the chip nice. Chunks. Yeah. Yeah. And he's amazing. And he'll put up with me sitting up at like two o'clock in the morning going, I've got it. <laughs> and he's almost like, the arm comes out. You know how you seatbelt children in the car yeah. when you have to brake? He does that. It's just like this. Arm flies out and automatic. hits me in the chest and just fires me back down. And he goes <laughs> sleep.
1: <laughs> and I'm he like, he understands what it's like to live with a writer.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's all, and
1: I almost go, but I don't want to. And he goes sleep. There's no sleep, sleep after that. Once you think about it, once you get the thing, yep. you're like, okay, now I have to. I
0: I've seen sleep. I've seen me get up at like half three, four o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. Yep. Just completely needing to write, come in, no coffee, don't even say hello to my cats Mm -hmm. who get very upset because I've not, you know, given them their morning food.
2: Right, yeah.
0: And I just start writing. And it's so funny because the cats will refuse to wait now. Oh. So they, if I don't feed them first, I don't get, you know, I don't get to write.
1: Do they stand on your computer? That's what mine do. They'll stand on the computer. They'll
0: stand on the computer. Uh, One of them is very known for standing on my lap with his paws on my chest and putting his face right up against mine (laughs) and continually saying, in his little angry voice, Mama. (laughs) As if he's admonishing me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I go, "Yeah." And he's ginger white honestly he's and he's so fluffy and he gets away with so much just because he's cute well, and i'll go God. fine and then i'll go through and i'll say right i'll feed them and i make the cup of coffee and i go back through and i'll just write and then he'll come through at 12 o'clock or something because he's yeah. a long liar and he'll look at me and he'll go how's the book <laughs> And depending on what facial expression he gets, he knows it's a good or bad experience.
1: Right.
0: Or if I turn around and say, "God damn it, my editors just sent my edits back," Ugh, he knows that the editor's been a bit brutal. Right. So then he'll say things like, "I'll take the cats to the room, and mm-hmm. I'll see you in a couple hours." He'll wait perfect. till the fizz, you know, stops yeah. coming out your ears, and he'll say you want to go for a run in the car yes you can take your notebook
1: yeah yeah that's you know? true just getting away from it sometimes makes a big difference
0: yeah and it was he was such a driving force to do this podcast which is to bring us authors closer together because right. we're all global
1: yeah and
0: yeah. it's also really a good way to kind of not replace the conferences because we can't replace them. no but, but you yeah. Bring some of the aspects of the conferences back to life to people who are maybe high risk, who are maybe scared of going, right, who haven't maybe right. gotten back to their normal day lives yet. Right. And there's so many people suffering from long COVID I know, that I thought I know. Well, this show needs to
1: happen now, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's that's a good, really good thing. Um, yeah.
0: Because, and also we get yeah. to de- defunct myths about us, you know, authors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I there think there's so many myths about us now. It's, it's so many myths about writers. Yeah. I think that with writers too, it's like you have to talk to other writers because nobody else really gets it. You know, like it's, it's such a weird profession and it, you feel it's, it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't do it, what it's yeah. like, you know? And so um, you, but another writer will be like, Oh yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're talking Like, So it's, you get that. <laughs> It's almost like a reinforcement, like, okay, I'm not the only one who does, you know, X, Y, or Z, and all of us do
0: it. And I laugh because um, somebody once explained writing to me as, well, wrestlers date wrestlers because they're always on the road, Mm
2: -hmm. and they don't
0: see anybody else, and normal people are not very accommodating to their schedules. Mm -hmm. And doctors date doctors because they work really stupid hours. Right, And I thought, huh. And then I met Ian. Uh-huh. What did and we mean? are totally... He was originally um, a shop fitter. And then oh, okay. he decided... He ended up being my f- long-term carer because I've got debilitating arthritis.
2: Oh. And
0: oh yeah, I got it at two and a half. I'm so oh, used to it oh. now. I, I'm like, yeah. And it was so he takes care of me full time but it is so funny because here's this scottish motorbike driving (laughs) leather wearing metalhead and then you have me who's the cowboy boot wearing shotgun loving Uh pickup truck wanting to drive but can't (laughs) horse riding fanatical girl that's opposite we are total opposites.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he discovered my slight book addiction, mm-hmm. which started off not too bad. And now that I've been with him for 14 years, wow! Uh, I'm nearly at a thousand books,
2: <laughs> which I'm yeah. starting to
0: feel slightly guilty about. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's bad when your hubby's like, I got you bookcases for your Christmas because, well, You don't have any bookshelf space left.
1: That was a good
0: idea. And I'm tired of the leaning of Pisa that sits up the the bed that I'm pretty sure is going to conk me in the middle of the night. (laughs) Yeah, that makes Um, sense. Yeah, it's just, you know, you you realize you have a problem then. And I kind of laugh to myself and I think, well, it could be worse addictions. It could. Absolutely.
2: Right. I I mean...
0: It's a cheaper hobby than going horse riding.
1: Right. And a book is, I yeah. mean, there's no downside there.
0: <laughs> there is if you're stuck in the hospital and you ask your partner to bring you in a book and you don't give him a title.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. A I made that loose same. among your books. Yeah. <laughs> that could be dangerous.
0: Yeah. And then I came back and none of my shelves were the same.
1: Oh, no, really? I couldn't
0: find anything oh no i don't
1: like it when people yeah i don't, i yeah i'm kind of per- i was like it. About my...
0: well it wasn't just that he'd gone through looking for stuff that i would want to read and he came back with edward the new book from twilight mm-hmm. which was huge i don't think he realized just how heavy that thing was oh yeah yeah so like in a bed trying to read it was not easy and he also brought me um one of Rachel Cain's novels, which I was actually oh. grateful for, because I love Rachel Cain. Bless her, she she's, she's not, no longer with us. And then my mom had spree- split, basically gone on a cleaning spree. Oh. Took all the books off the shelves. Oh no. But forgot what order they went in when I came back. Oh, no. So everything's a mess when you get back. No, because I do my my bookcases by genre. Mm. So, like, uh, one bookcase will just be all period drama, because I love period drama. I grew up on Catherine Cookson and Mills and Burn, and yeah. then, like, my next one will be all fantasy, because sometimes I just need a break from contemporary and, mm-hmm. and historical fiction and Sometimes it's nice just to say, okay, what's happening in the the fantasy world, right? Um, and then I'll move on. And I've got my YA now. My YA collection's fairly big because I'm planning on having a family. So I was like, yep, need yeah. YA, need to know what yeah. YA is. Yep. 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 I even have kids' books, which my niece just does not pay attention to when she comes up because she only wants her uncle in. <laughs> um, but it was like I I had a whole system. And yeah. I am still repairing said system so oh, <laughs> since so no. she cleaned my house. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> my mother in law is like, I'll clean your house for you. And I'm thinking, oh, the books. Oh, no. Don't touch the books? No, I can't. I, no, I can't let you do it. And she's like, why not? And I'm like, because you'll bin the books. You'll, she's you'll a minimalist. <laughs> and I was just like, the idea of anybody binning any of the books, I, I couldn't know. handle it. No, oh, I hear no. You. yeah (laughs) Yeah. which is so funny so we're going to jump into the book topic in a bit more detail so the first question i'm going to ask is what is the book that you've read recently that stuck with you the most
1: you know i read i recently read gail honeyman's um eleanor oliphant is completely fine and that book really stuck with me um it's kind of a quiet book, you know. I mean, it's that the protagonist is really sort of withdrawn, and she's scarred and wounded, and she and she's hiding it not just from the people around her, but from herself, you know. Right, and right. It just it was restrained, but still parts of it just so sad. And I thought it was interesting the way Gail Honeyman handled that, you know. Um, yeah, it's so, so that's
2: really what that that characters,
0: yeah,
1: talking. yeah. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Because for me, um, I've read a few like that. There was a Thorns and Roses series Uh that had one that was like that. Yeah. And then I read Christine Freeham's got a couple of books with that kind of idea to them.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm a feisty girl reader. Uh You know what I mean? I, (laughs) I I love my protagonists to be like me, a ball of fire. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. and the the leading guy to be like, "What the hell have what I come is going on? What have I gotten myself what into? Do yeah. I do with this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I think because I love writing that style, i I tend to seek it out in all the books I have, right. right. But I feed that back to my love of Catherine Cookson
2: mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I because that. that
0: was like the first adult book that I read, and I shouldn't have read it at 10.
1: Well, I read those books really young too, like way younger than I started. Way younger than I guess would be "quote unquote" appropriate, you know. But hey, yeah, my
0: my mom didn't realize. Like, I think she just owned a few and just was like not aware of. Yeah, no, yeah,
1: exactly. You know, yeah, same. Um, But she did
0: hide the Mills and Boone books, just not very well, because I knew they were in her top drawer of her bedside table. It's like and I can find I knew those if things. my dad was at work, I could sneak in there and <laughs> get them without her catching me.
1: That's um, funny. Yeah,
0: oh, I she doing that. That. yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know it. But she bought them monthly. Oh yeah. It didn't have like a subscription. It was like she would sneak because we had dial up. And you'll know oh. how bad dial up is, right?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah.
0: And it's the you know, she used to she didn't think I saw this, but she would put the coffee maker on, and then she would, all I would hear is the the sound <laughs> of dialogue. and it was right, A-O-L the screech, dialogue. The screech, yeah, yep, the screech would start, mm-hmm. and then she would be like, "Okay, uh, you're gonna go for a bath," or I was, I'd get fired somewhere. <laughs> so one day I thought. My mom's up to something. I don't like <laughs> this. I'm going to see what she's up to. And I snuck through and I saw her ordering the modern line of Mills and Boons, And I was like, ha!" <laughs> <laughs> so that so once I figured out that, that there was more than just, you know, uh-huh. the mo- modern line, right. I uh, started exploring it and historical fiction like the historical uh, romance and this historical mm-hmm. inspire soon became my favorite. Mm-hmm. However, my nan soon discovered this and I got a very hot lug
2: oh, And she no. told me,
0: <laughs> this is not suitable for you. I oh. will now be monitoring what you take oh, out of no. the library. That's the worst. Oh. <laughs> but, With her guidance, I did find some incredible authors. I found Marianne Curley. Mm -hmm. I found Celia Reese, and you know these are global sensation, Mm -hmm. you know, children's authors. Right. When when you're growing up in Shetland,
1: you need to. There's no such
0: thing as a household name, really, unless it's like fishing, right? Right. (laughs) Related to fishing, yeah. (laughs) People talk a lot about fishing up there. Or the weather. The, yeah. the amount of conversations I used to have walking down the street about the weather.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. I would go
0: five feet and somebody else would say, oh, what do you think of this dreary wee weather we're having? <laughs> uh, it's like I already went over that. <laughs> uh, basically it meant that, you know, what am I thinking of this awful, cloudy mucky oh, wow. weather. Uh, and I, I just laugh um, that, you know, there was no sensational stuff that really ever happened in Shetland. In fact, there's only been two murders in 50 years. That's something, um, right? No, and, you know, That's nobody safe. has their cars nicked because yeah, it's, it's there's nowhere to and... drive from.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And, you know, there's no burglaries because they're all nosy neighbours, so they... <laughs> <laughs> They'll get told by their next door neighbor. Oh yeah, so and so was trying your door, <laughs> right? Oh so you can't burgle anybody. Yeah, yeah. And so the people leave their doors open all day unless mm-hmm. they're going for a long time from their house. And I went from that to Glasgow.
1: Oh right, right. That's and quite Glasgow
0: a big difference. Is a
2: yeah huge Glasgow's city.
0: Busy. Yep. Um. Where lots happened mm-hmm. in a very short space of time.
1: I got yeah. a very quick education on certain things. <laughs> I bet that was, that was must have been crazy. That's such, yeah, such a, you know, culture shock.
0: And it was because I'd spent half of my life in Aberdeen, mm. and Aberdeen for the majority of my life was pretty much the same mm-hmm. as living in Shetland. Right. So going to Glasgow and yes you've got community spirit in glasgow and it's such a strong community spirit Mm -hmm. but there is a lot of crime a lot of crime cities
1: now yeah
0: yeah and that shocked me
1: Mm. and
0: it gave me almost self-preservation
1: yeah i can see that my
0: best friend reckoned that would you know, up to the point of me moving on with Ian, did not think that I could ever obtain because I was the kind of person that would forget to look both ways before crossing the road. Mm
2: -hmm. Right?
0: I was terrible. Um, (laughs) You know, so she had a panic attack when she heard I was going to Glasgow.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Because I
0: literally phoned her on the boat saying that, hey, you know that guy that I told you that I was going to go, that was coming up to date me? Well, we've been together seven days and I'm moving in with him. Wow. And she just blew her mind. She said, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I went, I'm following the advice of romance. Yeah. And she said, how drunk are you? (laughs) And I went, I'm fucking sober. Thank you very much. (laughs) And she goes, are you high? And I went, no, I'm not fucking high. So losing my mind a little bit where... And she tries to talk me out of it, and I'm like, bit late. I'm in the North Sea,
2: oh, I'm too, and I've too left late. Shetland.
0: <laughs> wow. And she said, she literally said to me, if you get in trouble, get on the train to Liverpool, and I'll meet you.
1: Aw, she's a good friend,
0: huh? Yeah, and, you know, because she knows that my taste in men up to Ian was pretty bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so she, yeah.
0: yeah she and it... Her. It's still kind of like the running joke among my friends that I couldn't be anything but a romance author because I was so much a jump in both feet kind yeah,
2: of gal. Yeah.
0: I can see um, that.
1: Yeah, I love protagonists that do that, like fiery. The t- yeah, no, I exactly. I tend to have heroines that are that way as well. Um, yeah,
0: they're uh, fun and alpha
1: heroes, to- sort of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, and sometimes it's fun when the girl is just a little bit stronger than the guy. Right, strong willed. Right, mm-hmm. definitely not manageable. Those are those are the the fun the fun heroines. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I mean that those that's the reason I like Fiona Cummings, for instance. She was on uh two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and her novel is incredible, and she has that same kind of tenacity with her writing yeah um, that a lot of the women are really strong figures Mm -hmm. and i i like that about her
1: yeah yeah
0: so if you had time everything was nice and quiet and calm and you could just sit and enjoy an author a series or Mm -hmm. one of their standalones who would it be what series would it be
1: and why you know that's such a great question um there's a bunch of writers who I've I've read a couple of books like Christina Lauren and um, Kerrigan Byrne and Lorraine Heath some of the some of the big romance the historical romance writers um, yeah and I'd love to just like front to back read a whole read the entire series of, of you know any one of those writers. Um, yeah. And it, it's, it's tough because especially for historical, like if I'm really, really in the middle of a project, I tend not to read much historical just because just, to, you know, I don't want to inadvertently, I don't want to, it's weird. Like I need to be sure that what's in my head is mine. Right. Um, yeah, no, so, I get that, yeah. So I don't get as many, I don't get to read, I don't get to read as much as especially historical romance as I would like. Um, so, so, so that would I'm, be you your number
0: one thing sitting yeah, historic
1: i like contemporary romance as well um and i like a, you know fix just contemporary fiction too um yeah yeah it's but i can read those while i'm writing it's really historical yeah. that i can't really read as much um so i'd love to just do something like that like just have a month to just sort of read all this all these backlists, my you know my to be read list which is is really really long um I know that and I hate it when people are at will say, have you read this and have you read that? And you're like, Oh no, it's on my Kindle or it's in my room or you know, and I but I haven't yep. had a chance to read it. So yeah. Yeah. And that's like
0: the one of the things that I'm doing, particularly with this podcast, is there's a lot of historical writers that is being mm-hmm. forgotten because it's not the most popular genre to read at the moment.
1: Oh, right.
0: Right. And I kind of feel like that's a huge shame. Like yes, when I yeah. talk about Catherine Cookson, she was a dame. She was yeah. made a dame by the queen.
1: Oh, that's a crazy game, right?
0: I say she changed
1: the game with historical fiction. Oh, I think for absolutely. Yeah. She's one yeah. of the ones that did.
0: Yeah. And I, I look at her and I think, wow, like she was dyslexic like me. She, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what most mm-hmm. people don't realize is she mm-hmm. had severe dyslexic, severe depression, um, and she didn't have the support necessarily that she should have had. Mm-hmm. So for her publisher, all those books, she made that conscious decision that she sat down and she told the publisher, I'm going to write this the way that I talk.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah.
0: And she said, if you want people to believe that they're in this time period, I have to write it the way that I talk because I grew up in a, you know, she, she was a servant in a house. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, she grew up. Happen. Yeah. She grew up poor. She grew up straightened together. And then she she fell in love with writing. And she, here was the thing that I thought was astounding. Here's a maid working 12 hours in a house oh, and right. then she goes upstairs with, oh, with man. a candle and she writes like that's
1: amazing because the being a yeah it's 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 almost impossible to imagine because
0: yeah and well, she exhausted. started as a, a really young child and i i admired that and then through kind of like when i realized some of her books were being um series were being ended for her by mm-hmm. another writer Oh. I, know, I, w- I was not sure about reading them to be honest but um, the woman Rosie, I won't say Rose- Rosie Goodwin
2: mm.
0: wrote the uh, end of the Chili Trotter series
2: mm.
0: and it was exactly how she would have done it really? it felt like it fit it felt yeah. like the missing piece in the puzzle and from there I actually seen an advert for Leslie Pierce and I ended up just falling in love with Leslie Pierce's work. Um, the gypsy has been the one from hers that I read this past year, and I it stuck with me. It's like yeah, right yeah. there in my head, and I love yeah. her work. And she's so prolific that mm-hmm. I know I'll never run out of her stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so be a reading problem. her stuff. I've read all of yeah. them. Yeah. Nothing Because I'm looking at my shelf right now and I had no idea what I was taking on when I looked at the Paul Dark series by Winston oh,
2: yeah. Graham. Yeah.
0: And I'm just looking at it thinking, I haven't even started that. Right. And I've gotten, and I got Catherine Cookson's for my birthday.
1: Oh, we'll so But it's, the, yeah. it's all of them.
0: It's, it's a big everyone to she, start it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it looks kind of like I've I stood up the ones I've already read,
1: yeah, but
0: the ones on their sides, there's all these short stories that I had no idea she'd done, and there's a lot of these short stories, but, better, she'd yeah. done. but they're not in one book, they're kind of
1: right. spread separate. out, right?
0: So I'm, I almost sort of stare at it and go, Oh,
1: that's a wow. lot. Yeah. That's
0: a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And then, it's a commitment. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody decided, Crystal doesn't have enough readers, uh, you know, historical writers to read. I'm going <laughs> to introduce her to Elizabeth Chatwick.
1: Oh, boy. How many books has she written?
0: She's pretty prolific, So too. many. I know. So many. I yeah. I've read um her very first, the, the first one I was given. And mm-hmm. I thought it was part of a series, right?
2: Mm-hmm. They <laughs> no, they're all
0: standalone, yeah. right? Yeah. There's, there's a st- But that wasn't really explained on Goodreads.
2: hmm mm-hmm.
0: So I ended up with eight of hers wow. right away. Right. And then I found Jean Plain.
1: Please, like please, it's like a chain reaction, one leads yeah. to the next, to, yeah,
0: and I just thought I mean that's like the three new authors I found this year,
1: oh, I was that's like, pretty, yeah, that's pretty
0: good, but i uh, like I always say it myself every year, I gotta find one new author to try,
1: right, right, that's a because good goal. I should do that,
0: yeah, and it's the idea behind it is I want to rise or raise up other authors, right? Yeah, that's a great this, way to think of yeah, it. Yeah, To be a fraternity, to support each other, to, right, right. to help each other along. And my hubby went, if we get any more books, this <laughs> house will be a public library. <laughs>
1: You're like, would that be so bad? <laughs> I so did. Funny. I actually did say that to my like,
0: There was a job that came up for working in the local library. And I'm like, E and I applied and he's like You just got out of of serious stuff from the hospital. You're not going <laughs> yeah. to work in the library.
1: Right, I'm right. Like,
0: but it's the dream j- No, because he <laughs> says you'd bring them all home and I would have no space in bed.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: So yeah, it got killed. But Aww. yeah, he, he he had the same what idea as him. you. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta love you gotta love partners who um, I know slightly scared of the weight of our apartment. <laughs> yeah,
1: true.
0: So you're. Would you say that your genre that you're drawn to when you visit bookstores and online stores would I be right in saying that would be historical fiction or is there another genre
1: that you tend historical to Historical fiction, to? historical romance, just regular romance, of course. Um, you know, yeah. any any kind of romance I'll try for sure. Um, but also, yeah, more of the more of contemporary fiction that isn't necessarily romance. I'm interested in that too and I never object to like a good thriller or mystery, or you know, I, I like I like. Gosh, I read everything. To be honest, it's I. So do I. I try to, you know, I try not to. I'm not a big horror reader, so there's nope. there is that. I'm, I'm with not, you there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. I mean, I'll go look. Through, that's why nobody will go to a bookstore with me because I want to stay there for a really long time and look at everything. I'd be. I I would go with you. You um, would go with so, me. Yeah, I could yeah, see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because my best friend says, "No, Crystal, we're not going to the bookshop
1: today." <laughs> I don't have a spare seven <laughs> hours, so we're not going to the
0: bookstore. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, she drives now, which uh-huh. which is incredible because she never used to drive, mm-hmm. and it's that way where I know she could drive me into Glasgow, where there's the mm-hmm. really, really, really big bookshop.
1: Nice. And she's
0: like, Ian would kill me. I will take you to the little tiny independent bookstore in Stoneham, and that's <laughs> it. You're, but even in there, it's like there's just floor to ceiling
2: bookcases. Yeah, but there's the a little
0: cafe too. Yeah. So like you you navigate your way along, or in Crystal's case, I'm walking along the bookcases. My friend asks me, "Do you want coffee or?" and I'll just say whatever comes to mm-hmm. my mind and I continue walking along and I have a look and I see oh that's classics and, mm-hmm. and I'll go through them all right to the point where the owner um had actually ended up recognizing me from <sighs> a book tour I did to Sterling and said you when you're when you republish your stuff or when you start publishing again you'll have to tell me and I'll I'll Showcase your books, and I was oh, like, "Oh, nice. it's really nice." And then nice, I'm thinking, yeah. uh, if I do that, I can't come back here. <laughs> Damn it! Because I used to sign for the glass. I did do a signing for the Starling Glasgow uh, Bookshop, uh-huh. and yeah, it's it's very difficult for me to go into bookstores because I am so recognizable with my uh-huh. brightly colored hair. Well, I've not dyed it in a long time, but usually wow. I have brightly colored hair. I have on distinctive outfits, mm-hmm. so we stand out.
1: So people recognize you. Yeah,
0: yeah. And managers they love it when they they see one of the local authors come in. The only problem oh, yeah. is I'm there to browse. Yeah, you don't
1: want to do. You don't want to be the the author at that moment. You just want to be the yeah. reader.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I sold. I mean that that was the thing that me and Joe loved was alone on a book tour. Imagine this. The person that you're advertised to be with cannot be there because he doesn't have a visa.
1: Oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. So odd. You're turning up,
0: right? And your books are only arriving a minute or two after you, so they're still in their boxes. Oh, no. There's no banners. There's no posters up.
1: There's nothing. Right.
0: And I got to sell these books.
1: Yeah, that's that's a hard sell. That's hard.
0: Yeah, so I get a little table, usually near the counter. They bring me coffee, which is free. I, mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that, and they brought mm-hmm. me pens.
2: Well, yeah. But boy,
0: drawing. I thought, my back is against the wall with this. Yeah. But there was not a shop that I signed in, except one that I did not sell every single copy that they had. That's
1: amazing.
2: That's a,
0: because
1: that's
0: a, yeah. You know, you have to be almost like if you're not famously known,
1: you have mm-hmm.
0: to be a salesman.
1: Right, exactly. Right.
0: So there was a lot of wrestling fans that did show up at these appearances, and mm-hmm. I kind of used the hype and the activity of them to draw normal re- romance readers in. Right. And I breathed a sigh of relief when I actually seen them because it helped. It actually helped to, yeah. to sell the rest. Yeah. And I would go, huh oh. But I would still have to stand up and explain in every store that Joe couldn't make it.
1: Oh no, god, that's the worst. That's like my and nightmare. That was yeah. the worst yeah. part. Was,
0: was saying that. And of course the managers would always wander off too. Yeah. And then people would ask when the next or you know the next shipment was coming and I couldn't answer that cuz I'm not the right. store. Right. So, you know, there was always those awkward moments. But yeah, I I learned from that experience. <laughs> yeah Which I, is why I yeah like it's why when i write now my my childhood dream was to write for mills and boone ah. and i said to myself one day i'm going to start writing romance that's got sports and wrestlers mm-hmm. and very tiny trunks covered in baby oil <laughs> and i'm going to write a series of grown-up romance novels.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. and now i
1: am <laughs> yes,
0: you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm doing it, and I'm lucky because I have been invited um, by milson Boone to actually submit, and I'm excited, but I still have that little knot in my stomach. Oh of, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just like sick, and is this going to work? So I have a poor editor that's sitting in the states right now, probably Waiting not for- pleased with me because. <laughs> We're doing it chapter by chapter because I'm trying to make sure it's absolutely perfect.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I
0: slip up and I put in little words that are Scottish or little sayings that are Scottish, and she's like, "If this is going to be American, I have to do it gun ho American." Yeah, <laughs> and you know she's educating me slowly, but yeah. I- yeah, I had two two editors retire on me out oh, of the blue over the pandemic, so I'm uh, oh, no. playing
1: catch up now. I've heard a lot of stories like that.
2: A lot yeah, of stories
0: and like you that. know, I I found this um, new editor that I fell in love with on Fiverr, of all places.
1: oh, oh yeah, I've so, done a couple of graphic stuff with people from Fiverr.
0: Yeah, and they're credible. Like no, they, yeah, s- they're great. Yeah. They're so good, and you've got so many safety measures in place, yeah. And they are really efficient. Yeah, like I love that. And I said to Stephanie, "I'm like, you, you're it when it comes to my adult romance novels. You're it. I'm coming back to you."
2: Yeah, <laughs> and I That's-
0: can almost hear the sigh from the U.S. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> where she's like, "Okay." <laughs> But I think so she'll appreciate it. If you found me. somebody you like, you, you really need to, yeah, you hold on to them, right? I
0: mean, yeah, and I'm hoping that all the investment that I've put into this novel will be what brings me to
1: my home of Milton Boone, which is my dream. So yeah.
0: fingers crossed. Well, I
1: hope it does too. I mean, it sounds like you're well on your way. Yeah, and I think I've I've matured
0: so much from when I first started out. Because when I first published, I was 18. It was a self published book and it Mm -hmm. was awful. Absolutely. Not sure.
1: But I know what you mean when you go back and read your old stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so, yeah.
0: Yeah. I I didn't know it needed to be edited. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, like, because I thought that the the self publishing company was going to do it. The cover was so bad.
2: Oh, man.
0: And it was huge. I remember it being bigger than a hardback, mm-hmm. but it was paperback.
1: Oh. And I was like, that God. Is- that- that's a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I thought, this is a disaster. This isn't going to work. Uh, so then I started learning about indie publishing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's when I I kind of went on that journey.
1: <laughs> That's really, yeah. I think. It's, what
0: about for you? What was what it was? You know, how did you get
1: into the world of Mills and Boone? And- well, I got I so it was. I have a it's a weird story. I I had always written um, for years, and I also taught writing for a bunch of years. Um, and I was kind of at loose ends because I was sick of. T- I was kind of sick of teaching. And I thought, well, I'm not, yeah. I'm not really getting the satisfaction out of it, teaching writing that I want. But I also wasn't in a position to stop because we had two little kids and it was a teaching writing at the college level was a really flexible. And so it worked yeah. out really, really well that for me to do it. So I couldn't stop doing it. So I thought, maybe I'll write a book. I'll try to write a romance. Let's just see how it goes. You know, I'll, I'll pick back up again, sort of where I dropped it years before. Um, yeah. And I wrote. I ended up writing the book, that book ended up being A Wicked Way to Win an Earl, which um, after I finished it, and it took me like a year and a half to write that book, because I, I was so busy with kids and stuff, like, I mean, I was just doing it as a hobby when I had time, which I never had time, so it took me a long time, Um, I started sending it out to agents, and I got signed, which was, I mean, I couldn't believe it, (laughs) Yeah, seriously, and then I ended up publishing that book and another one with Penguin Random House. And um, wow, from there I ended up moving over to Kensington and I've been with Kensington now for oh my gosh, uh, six years, quite a while, yeah, like (laughs) four. What's how many series? One, two, three, like I think five series. I just finished the fifth series and I've got a sixth one coming up with them, so um, it's, it's one of those. You know stories where I just kind of, you know, I guess what I would want somebody who's listening to this to take away from it is go ahead and just write that book because you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. You may end up getting everything you wanted. You know? Um, Yeah,
0: exactly. It's never never
1: too late. It's going to take you right. And you and as busy as you are, like if you really want it, you'll find a way to finish that book. I used to get up at four in the morning to write that book because it was the only time I could get a couple solid hours before the kids got up. So I was exhausted, but I got the book done. So. And I bet
0: you, when you closed that final page, you were like,
1: Oh, I was was like, I can't believe, well, then the revision started. Right. But I was like, this, I had so much fun writing that book. It was, it was the most, um, illuminating experience. Like I learned a ton and I loved doing it. I had so, I got so much joy out of writing it. Um, And I still get a lot of joy at writing. So it's definitely the the place I'm I'm where I'm meant to be. It's really the yeah. only time I've ever felt like I'm completely doing the thing I'm meant to be doing. Um, and so, yeah, just go ahead and do it. Like find the time, you know, try to string together the time and do it because
0: yeah and that's that's what's really important about writing it's a I always say it's a calling and everyone goes you sure you want to call it a calling but it is it's, it's it a is. lifestyle you it know, is. it's right it's a decision you have to make and you have to throw yourself completely into it to make you it. you do work. and you have to is there has there yeah. been a book that you wish you'd never picked up
1: and why You know, that's interesting. I saw that question and I was like, I just really thought about it. Was there a book I read that I didn't want to, that I wished I hadn't? And there's been like a bunch of books I've read that I didn't like and books that I read that weren't what I thought they were going to be. I've done that too. Right. Or books that I've read that drove me crazy. Like not necessarily in a bad way, but just for whatever reason drove me crazy. But I don't think I've ever read a book that I can say I just wish I hadn't read it because I can't you always get something out of it even if you don't enjoy it even if you don't think the book is a good book, I still will get something yeah. from it some even just some little piece so I I, you, I don't regret anything I've read really um, but I've I gone mean, crazy over some
2: stuff so
0: yeah no, I was gonna say I I don't have one that I I regret. Mm-hmm. I have ones that have driven me crazy because they're not what I thought they were going to be right. Right, or I feel completely misled because I've gone back and I've reread the blurb, and I'm like, "Yeah, but no, not what I that's thought not I was what it, up. it was." Said it was going to be. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and and I I laugh because uh, most people when they experience Marie's world for for first time,
1: mm-hmm. they
0: go this was so not what we thought not, it was going to be.
1: But if it's in a because good way, that's okay. It right?
0: was. Yeah. 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 Um, Except for my dear old friend who comes from wrestling and has a tendency to tell me my plot holes. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> that, th- those are awkward conversations. <laughs> I, I hate it when he says, I've read such and such. And I'll be like, oh, damn. yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. when do your now I always see darker characters, so I'm gonna clarify this because some right. people have always asked me, especially when it comes to romance writers. Mm-hmm. What I mean by darker characters is the ones that cause trouble right, <clears throat> the, right. Um, external the external force that's keeping
1: right your couples
0: apart
2: right
1: standing in the way in some. Shape that's a good way of putting it um especially when you're talking about romance yeah uh, but i know, was like
0: i i struggled with that question because i'm like how do you
1: word that question i actually um, yeah i like that question um yeah. the reason i like that question is because i think that line between a hero and a villain or a heroine and a villain is a really thin 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 Oh it um, is. Yeah. Very very so you could tip that thing either way. <laughs> and so I've had I've had heroes who were the antagonist at the same time as they were the hero. Um especially yep. in especially in um Lady Eleanor's Seventh Suitor. That hero and I've had a lot of readers tell me that hero drove them crazy because he's, <laughs> he's doing a bad thing. You know, and, and when he first yep. when we first start out with him, he really is kind of the villain and the hero. Sure, or he's the villain and he becomes the hero. Um, yeah, I like that kind of dynamic because I don't think people are usually one thing or another like you know we're all yeah. we're all sort of we have our our good things and our bad things and mm-hmm. I also think that people who have a have wounds which was the, which was the case with cam from Lady Eleanor's seventh suitor, he has bad things that happen to him and sometimes bad things that happen to you make you not. Behave always in a way that's the right way to behave, you know? And so you kind of have to learn. Um, Yeah. And so he learns in that book. And so he's a good, he's like the prime example I would think of as a character that's dark and light at the same time or starts out dark. And I mean, I,
0: I always, I kind of laugh to myself because I wrote Harold's based off of a friend who Uh inspired this character because he's got a dark, sense of humor uh-huh. and he has he's had one of those really challenging lives but yeah. yet really interesting life right right and I knew a lot about him because I was his fan growing up and mm-hmm. he inspired the character right but Harold took a huge um sort of I would say life of his own Yeah, and he started off this dark, greedy, Mm -hmm. selfish person that I drove myself crazy writing. Never mind what, right? I know. I was like, I want to get in this book and slap you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. But the more it's gone on, and the more that you see him. And the more you see that he loves this girl that just mm-hmm. is not going to love him back. Right. You kind of almost feel for him. In right. A way. right. Because she has been in love with his brother. Uh, She's tried to move on from him with uh-huh. other people. And he's so desperately clinging to her. And yeah. yet he married her to get back at her father. Oh, boy. So she was a scheme. She that's was a good. plan of revenge, <laughs> uh-huh. which backfired on him because he fell in love with this girl. Right. and I love that kind of twisted, like it's all, it gets all yeah. tangled up.
1: You know, I like that. Yeah. And that's,
0: storyline. he has such a dark soul to him that everyone's like, we can't wait to, because every character in my series has their own, own book. Mm. And his is coming up. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, we can't what's wait for it to come gonna out happen yeah uh, yeah they're like, what is up with Harold like Harold has a meltdown in in book three and everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what's he gonna do He said a meltdown <laughs> he he's sometimes a little bit like a toddler yeah you know? you've taken yeah. away his favorite toy and he right. will stamp and stomp and cry and throw things and do right. all that stuff. Because he's such a sensitive guy on the inside, right, right, and that's where everyone's excited to see. Yeah, is
1: he? What's he gonna do How's when he, gonna, he gets and to are that? How is the writer gonna redeem him? Right, because that's a trick for a writer. For for you make the character, especially if it's the hero, he has issues, yeah. you know, and he's not so likable, but. He's still the hero. And so, at some level, you have to figure out a way to make the reader love him. It's hard. It's not that's a good exercise for a writer to do that. It's hard to do that.
0: Um, Yeah. And he's uh, been a challenge. I can tell you. Yeah. I bet. I wrote him out in a notebook. In fact, it was one of these really big white notebooks. Yeah. And I filled it and then I started a second one. And I was like, okay, this is getting lunacy now. I just should be (laughs) typing this on a computer because what am I doing? But Harold just went from being this, what I was hoping he would be, was this fluctuating villain Mm -hmm. to now being the center focus of what the romance for one of the twin
1: daughters is going to be. Yeah, see. He and got under your skin and you,
0: he yeah. He did. Yeah, oh, he did. And that happens. And his brother is not giving up without a fight either. Mm. And I thought this is going to be the hardest series I'll ever yeah. write is when I get to
1: that book. You're probably going to have I, a great time though. I mean. I, 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 I am. I series mean, are, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, and, they're and just, the great thing is they're
0: they're twin sisters who've turned on each other, right? Um, so, oh, boy. So my hair is already sticking up, right? So it's the stress is just, the hero. just it's the yeah, Yeah, so, you know, you've got twin sisters that are fighting. Oh. you got a father and daughter that are trying to kill each other sometimes.
1: Oh, boy. Right? Family dynamics.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you've got one that's, if you say booter, she kind of crumbles, and then you've got the fact she's published her twins' diaries to the world. Oh, my. And then That's you've got Marie. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got Marie, who's the hothead. And she suddenly does a 180 and she runs away. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's like,
2: wait, who How is this person? Out?
0: Right. Right, You know, like, she's hiding out in Scotland, she doesn't want to know, and then she gets brought back into the place that she ran from. She ran from wrestling. She used dance as her way to make herself famous, so she wouldn't have to be involved in wrestling. But she's got to go back to wrestling, because her twin sister has signed with the company. Right. The company is owned by her husband, her Um, estranged husband. So she, whether she wants to be in bed with him or not, is got to go back. Right. And she's got to deal with the mess that she left behind. That she
1: left behind. Yeah. So yeah. the
0: two are kind of like running at the same time, but in two different directions, on
1: two different right. roads.
0: And for me, I've got the lucky trick of I've got journal entries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when
0: I get stuck, I can jump to journals. See, that's nice.
1: Yeah, that's a nice. Uh, but
0: that was a nice trick. trick, and that was a that was a writing teacher that that whispered that to me. She's like, um, she was doing a a class in Shetland, and she said, the first thing her she ever learned to do was write a journal. Yeah. And I thought to myself, when I was stuck with these twins, and how was I going to keep the story? for the two of them going constantly. How was I going to do that? And I went, Right. she's published her sister's diaries. So why don't we put the diaries in the book?
1: Yeah, definitely. Right.
0: And my, honestly, my writing partner thought I was insane. Mm-hmm. Because you have to almost change your voice as a writer.
1: You do. Going because to the journal entries. Right. They're only writing for themselves, which yeah changes everything. Yeah.
0: And I, I just, like, pulled I, – I thought I was going to pull my hair out with it, but it actually saved my, my sanity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my experience. Um, kind of – and I think from that, I think I've I've got a semi-good idea or platform to be able to go into Mills and at least I hope I do.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with every book. You get something out of it that you take into another yeah. – to the next thing, so – yeah. Learn and also
0: I've I've learned I can uh, I can write a very long series and get mm-hmm. away with
1: it. <laughs> Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. So what good.
0: inspired you initially? I mean, I know you talked about entering the romance world um mm-hmm. because you were tired of your teaching job, but was there an author that maybe inspired romance as your choice of
1: genre or Yeah. Um well I always was a big reader of classic, you know, eighteenth, nineteenth century Mostly female novelists, you know. So, yeah. Jane Austen, yes, but also earlier, Anne Radcliffe, Fanny Burney, Sarah Fielding. Like, I always was, I always was a total 18th, 19th century literary, literature nerd. I loved that stuff. I read tons of it. And then, and I always loved romance too. And so I, I kind of came by it, like, honestly, in the sense that. You re- if you read a lot of it, you you tend in that direction. Um but the the per- one writer I always credit with with really pushing me over the edge into trying romance was, is Julianne Long, which I'm sure this oh, wow. I'm, I don't know Julianne Long at all. I'm sure she's sick of me mentioning her in interviews. But the truth she's is, she's probably
0: well armored.
1: <laughs> I read her. Um, Oh gosh, now I can't think. It's ridiculous that I can't think of the series because um, oh, Penny Royal Green series, and it has a lot of. It, there are quite a few books. It's something like eight or nine books, and I just yeah. it just blew me away. I thought she was so good. She's such a great writer. The characters were so engaging, and I it really inspired me. And I was like, you know, if, if I could, if I could, I, I just got so much out of reading them. And, and I got so much enjoyment out of that series that it really kind of tipped me over into, you know, maybe I really should just give this another try and, and try 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 to do it. And so, you know, next thing we know, we have the Sutherlands, and it's it's actually happening. So I always I always like to shout her out because she's I mean she's still amazing and she's still writing historical romance and she's done a bunch of she did a, a bunch of like two or three contemporaries too, which were also really good. She's just a wonderful writer so yeah
0: so when you're writing is it like a movie or is it like a jigsaw puzzle for you it's like a
1: jigsaw puzzle i wish it was like a movie i wish it was all so nice and smooth and thought out and came to me like that like i might get sections of it that are like a movie like scenes or something but for the most part i have to kind of try to sort it out as i'm writing it um I usually have a long, long, long series of, like, I'll be writing the book, and then I also will be keeping notes on everything I'm writing that, like, ideas, different ideas as I'm going, things I want to change, you know, stuff like that. Oh, I
0: do that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, like, I break it down chapter by chapter.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: And then I write notes as I'm writing that chapter, like... Um, so and so, so and so's mom's called blah blah blah. Yeah, so I don't or, forget it later.
1: Right, exactly. Because you know? the things you, I always am like or oh, the I dog's won't forget name. It. Oh, I'll you know? totally forget it. Yeah, or don't forget. Right, you know, don't forget that in chapter two, this thing has to happen. Like they have to have this, like literally, two line discussion about this thing It has to happen. Yeah, here. and it's yeah. because you will. I totally will forget if I don't write it down. Um, oh, I, I, and that's what
0: I had to do because. The lucky thing for me was Marie's world just flowed.
1: Yeah. So I it. actually
0: was able to plan the 32 book series that we wanted to do mm-hmm. out chapter by chapter, no notebook way. by notebook. Wow. Kind of regret those calls, to be honest, because it was <laughs> they <were> so long. <laughs> but yeah. it, that was what it was like for me. Like, I just continually kept notes and I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, what threads do we have in book two that I have to do yeah, can the book three? Right yeah that makes sense yeah yeah and then I'd have to make notes right okay what's Layla doing right now that maybe she shouldn't be doing
1: right right
0: or what's this new half-sister doing that she shouldn't be doing right
1: and how can I use it somewhere else exactly
0: yeah yeah because sometimes it was like I always got the um I always got told gosh Chris, you've got a lot of meat on all your bones which basically meant there was so much going on in my there's a lot going on yeah yeah, and all my characters were connected somehow. Mm-hmm. And editors would sit for a really long time. In fact, one editor sat with a whiteboard in front of her. And every time there was a kind of, what she would call a, a good introduction to a character, she'd write their name on the board. Yeah. And I, I think she came back and she said, you realise you have something in the regions of... Twelve characters that float wow. in and
1: out of your books—that's amazing because that's a hard, that's a lot to handle in one. You and know, I that's... never realized I had that many. Characters. Yeah, I didn't know I was clueless. Well, it's, I was that, like, a, oh, yes, I? it's just natural and natural progression, you know. So, yeah, because like yeah. everybody's got a best friend,
2: mm-hmm. right? yeah.
0: So, if you're thinking of the main characters is Layla and Marie, mm-hmm. and then they have love romances. So that's yeah. Will and Edward for yeah. Layla, and then Perslin and Harold for Marie.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But then they all have friends. Right. So it was almost like a ripple effect. Yeah. You know, and that's what I was like, I ended up explaining to this publisher, I'm like, this could probably be a series that would never end. Right. Right. Because I'm terrible, I'm terrified of the final page.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> I can't do what the miss final. Them when I, they're gone. <laughs> no, it's not that. Like, I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I have to write the final chapter, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, this will take a month
2: because mm-hmm. you do
0: not like closing a book. Know, it's closing not, a book. The truth, hard. I hate it. It it's is hard. so hard. Yeah. So I will, um, I will fight it." i will put it off i will
2: mm. i
0: will i will work on other things i yeah, will
2: i, have I just i am
0: terrible and then when i do i go away and i lock myself in the bathroom with a book of an author that i find comforting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i have a cry
1: Aww. because
0: i i just You're like, I like do a piece this. of me is left and i'm I like know. You know, and the weird thing that I kind of explain to my readers is, once those that story is written down, it vanishes from my universe. Mm -hmm. So I can't go back there to relive it or replay the movie. I have Mm -hmm. to read the book because it's the only way I can remember it.
1: Right, and
0: which is really terrible if you're on a, you know, on an interview and somebody brings up a really old book of yours and you're like
1: oh that's
0: Uh, like wait white noise (laughs) yeah (laughs) like
1: yeah yeah
0: Yeah. white noise just nothing there and I'm like (laughs) so I have to always admit to them I'm like I'm really sorry I've forgotten that book Mm -hmm. and the reason being is once it's written it's deleted from my brain
1: well you got to get out some of that stuff out of there right because it's like you got to keep moving forward so yeah you have to and I think
0: writing is a lot about Yes, your life experiences and therapy. Mm
2: -hmm. But
0: it's also about continually moving forward and having a goal to reach at the end of every step. And I like that because when you've got arthritis as bad as me, Mm. I got brought up to be very driven. Uh So, like, my first thing was I – my first – real kind of test was i was four and they said uh, she's never going to walk again to my mom oh my god and i was a fiery four-year-old mm-hmm. who probably had more swear words than she had english <laughs> which is never good can i just say if you're going to leave the kids with the grandparents explain to the grandparents not to swear continuously around the kids because oh, they, right.
1: they pick it up right. yeah
0: and I literally managed to say, "I will
1: show you," and that right. and I did. And you did. I and I've
0: you. I've learned to rewalk at least twelve times I can think of in my life.
1: God, that's amazing. And
0: every time they said she can't do something, Ian Ian just sighs now and he puts his uh. head in his hands because he knows. You're gonna do but it. Crystal's gonna take that as a personal challenge, <laughs> and, she's and she's gonna come back. She's gonna right. she's gonna sit in front of them, and she's gonna say, "See, I did it."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I
0: have to believe that they think that that I can't do it, right? Otherwise, right. it doesn't quite work. Doesn't, work, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I I grew up with with the constant, um, you know, we don't know if Crystal can have a normal life, and we don't know if Crystal, you know can can survive education they were mm. talking about pulling me out of education mm. and i i said no to it all and yeah i i actually managed to have a mainstream education yeah which surprises yeah. so many people but e- even with the dyslexia because you got my name, student this and dyslexia on top of it yeah but i did that's the struggle and it's I, hard yeah and i graduated high school I was so proud of myself. I graduated high school and I said, right, I'm never fucking doing college again. <laughs> I
1: tried to go You, are, for you just said rate. you were, though. You told me you're, didn't you didn't say you were Yeah, now?
0: I know. Yeah. I'm 33 and I'm like, gosh darn it, I got to go back to school. Well, okay. everything, I PA is honors. Never too late, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, and so last year, um, oh no, it's two years ago now. I sat down and I said, I'll go back to, to open university because my mom, she's she's got an HND and my dad's got HNDs and mm-hmm. my brother is an HND and he's at university. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, gosh, I can't be the only person at the table that doesn't have an <laughs> HND on my side of the family because, right. you know... And it was almost like a motivation. However, when I went back to university, so did my mom. (laughs) She's in her
1: 50s. Good for her, though. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, so she's doing open university, too. Um, And I'm doing an open degree because Mm -hmm. I'm so indecisive. I started off in early learning children's. And then Mm -hmm. I got told I wouldn't be able to work in a nursery. And I was absolutely gutted. Mm -hmm. And uh, I decided I'll go into literature and writing. Um,
1: yeah,
0: mainly because I thought I could pass the course.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure.
0: So sad, but yeah. And then, um, so that that's what I'm doing now. But it was yeah. It's it's. I think being a writer is so rewarding, mm-hmm. but you have to kind of, you know, you learn Cheap. that dedication and right. And really it's not for everybody
1: because it's no. Yeah, it's it's. It's a lot, it's really different than it, than people think it is, I guess, is how yeah, I put
0: it. Yeah. it is just so much time in front of the computer to it the point so much I think time. my family thinks I'm antisocial, but I'm really not.
1: Yeah, I and get a of lot of sometimes.
0: And then, of course, you know, I turn around and say, oh, yeah, I started a podcast. And they were oh like, my... yeah, we're going to see even less of you then. Uh, much.
1: But it's like, it's weird that, you know, those characters and stuff, it's like to you, it doesn't feel like isolation because they're very real. Like sometimes I'm like, I guess I'll ask myself if, is the stuff going on in my head actually feel more real to me <laughs> than what's actually going on? And, and there are times when, not, yeah. not most of the time, but there's times when, yeah, I'll be so involved in it. I really want to be doing, that's really the only thing I want to be
2: doing. So I,
0: I've actually had an occasion where I've turned around and I've asked my hubby, my partner, mm-hmm. a question that was going through my head that the girl that was leading the role of my book was asking the man, Oh,
1: yeah, where you're so right, as the line gets blurry, yep.
0: yeah. And of course, I was, I was sort of just waking up and I had been in the world and I was exploring it and I was gathering, <laughs> you know, the informa- in inspiration up. And I turned to him and I went, You've got the most stunning blue eyes, <laughs> sweet. Can I see you naked? <laughs> <laughs> what, what and he was he just like, uh, <laughs> when we go to bed. <laughs> and
1: you're like, wait just a minute, that Who are kind you? of
0: <laughs> awkward. And he, he knew that I had been elsewhere yeah. and I had just come back, kind of thing. And he of, laughed it off and he went, he says, You really are a bad pot. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it, you know, I'm a mad hatter or I'm a little crazy.
1: Hey. Oh, no. okay. Or worse
0: things. <laughs> yeah. Or he catches me walking around the house and I'm muttering to myself and I'm actually running the dialogue. Oh, I do Have that you ever too. Done that? Yes,
1: yeah. absolutely. Running and then the I dialogue if anybody was watching me right now, they would think I was crazy. Yeah. He,
0: oh no, the, the 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 nurses in the hospital really do think I am crazy. They just so don't Which character would you say has stayed with you the most or for the longest period of
1: time? Wow, that's a hard one because they all in one way or another stay with me. Um, or the one that tends
0: to like creep into your book and say, hey, you're not done with me yet. Yeah,
1: you know, I, there's a couple like that. I think the one that the one character right now that I really want to write whose book I was, whose book. Hasn't happened yet, and that was because I wasn't going to write her book. I, I didn't okay. intend to, but then people started asking for her, and I was like, "Oh, how am I, how could I do that? I can't figure out a way to write that book because it would have to be a prequel book, you know? Yeah. Like it was—it's um, Lady Amanda Clifford from from the Swooning Virgin series. I would have to okay. like, so that book is five five books long now, and I would have to go back and write hers to be the first one.
2: And I've never done yeah. that
1: before, where I've already actually written the entire series and then gone back and written the first book. And so I kind of was like, I'm not going to do it. I wrote it.
0: the first three and then did that. So yeah, okay. I, I feel I, your pain. Yeah, it's a
1: whole feel your pain on that one. Right, way of approaching it. And so I was kind of hesitant and reluctant. And then the publisher actually wants that book too. And I was like, yeah. well, maybe I really should write this book. And so I've been thinking way more because she her story is definitely not done um, hasn't even really been touched on because she's kind of a mysterious character. So, um, she'd be the one right now that I'm really, I would like to figure out a way to get her story out. Um, we'll see. I
0: bet you she's the most annoying too. She's just like, she's
1: very self, like she's very confident and very, um, she's unflappable, you know, like completely calm, completely in control of herself, completely in control of everything. Um, She's just, she's kind of a different character for me, actually. Maybe that's another reason why I want to write her, because I don't think I've written a character like her before. Uh, yeah,
0: and so it's, also, it's actually a good adventure. Like, I yeah. that you know,
2: when well, I did Charlie's,
0: been... yeah. that that was exactly what it was like for me. Like, yeah. you know, I wasn't expecting to learn about fatherhood mm-hmm. while writing, because obviously right. if you're a mom, you're a mom, Right. Right. So it's very difficult for a woman to kind of step into a man's shoes, just as it's very difficult for a man sometimes to step into a woman's shoes. Right. And I had to almost step into Joe's head to Mm -hmm. write it. Right. And I learned so much by doing it that I'm so grateful I gave Charlie his book.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I left it open so that we could go back and have more Charlie if we Mm -hmm. wanted that's good, um, yeah. But yeah, it, it and especially since it was a prequel, so all little Layla, it was like not a grown up Layla, and it wasn't a grown up Marie. Mm-hmm. So you know, you are really starting with the the character traits coming in that's going to follow them into the series, right? Right? And I thought this is nuts. Thought like, I've like written what written these
2: characters are yeah. doing?
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then I I was angry at him for for I think a week because I am like why did I let him talk me into this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Because it was totally him pitched that one. (laughs) And it was totally him that was like, we should write Charlie's book and give Charlie, you know, Charlie a voice and Charlie's opinion on this. He was very pro Charlie. Mm -hmm. He had a a soft spot because he's got twin sons. And it was funny because the series, I think, changed a little bit of what Joe thought. Mm-hmm. About raising his kids around wrestling
1: Yeah,
0: oh I believe it So it really opened his mind And in a way where he's like My boys are going to know that I'm a wrestler They're going to know what their dad does I'm going to take them in- to the show And show them yeah. And, yeah and I think I think he had almost like an epiphany mm-hmm. While writing it Whereas I maybe I gained a lot of grey hair <laughs>
1: Yeah, I get that with every book.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do because you're like it's like it's like going through pregnancy with something. It's
1: yeah, no, it really is. Actually, it's it's strangely
0: that way. That's and then you have the just, pain of waiting for it to be published and right. the fear and of not it not being published
1: anymore. Right? Like once yeah, it's it hits exactly. the market, it's it doesn't belong to you anymore. it Belongs to the reader, and that's a um, that's a weird feeling too. You know, this that feeling of. Wow, it's I really don't own these characters anymore. Now they're yeah. they belong to other people, and which is the way it is supposed to be, and it's the way it should be, and it's the way I want it. Yeah. but it's also weird, you know. It is weird. It's yeah. so weird.
0: Is there a character that you've written or that you're you want to write mm-hmm. that's maybe sitting in a notebook that we don't know anything about, but you would love to sit down and write? but you just haven't had the time to.
1: There's a lot of characters like that. I actually have, I'm like you, I have a bunch of notebooks and files on my computer of I, just ideas. Sometimes they're yeah. ideas about plots. Sometimes they're just like a concept. Um, like what if I wrote this, you know, and sometimes they're a character um, and I don't have to, some, some of them are not have nothing, aren't even romance. Some of them are not historical romance. Um, and mm-hmm. so I have, Yeah, I have all these ideas in my head about things I'd like to do that I I probably, I don't know when I'm ever going to get to do them.
0: Um, I know that feeling.
1: (laughs) Right? Because it's like, I'm, you know, I'm held in by contracts right now. So I'm writing the things that I'm contracted for, and I don't really have time to write anything else. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I guess I think about it as a future thing. I think about these characters that are kind of gathering dust, you know, as something I might do in the future. I just... I don't know how that will look or, um, when that will happen, I guess. So, so yes, but it's all a big blurry area area. Yes. Have there
0: been any techniques that you found helpful or ones that you wish you hadn't tried?
1: That's such a great question. The one I wish I hadn't tried is pantsing. You guys, you know what that, you know what I mean by that.
2: Mm -hmm. Writing without -hmm.
1: without any kind of outline, which I know so many writers who swear by it. That does not work for me. I just, I'm way too much of a control freak. Like I have to know how it's going to play out. And otherwise I just end up with a mess. Like that just doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. Everybody's different, right? So.
0: I tried it for a year. Yeah. And I I was like. I had a nervous breakdown with it. I I no, I, I seriously did. I came out with hives from my ankles to above no. my knees. Oh that's terrible. Oh. And no one could work out why. And I, I, I couldn't even to. work out why. <laughs> right? And then I couldn't I couldn't type because I was so itchy. Like it yeah. was like chicken pox itchy.
1: Yeah.
0: Ugh. Uh, and Ian was like, well, why don't you write in a notebook when we're in bed? And then that way you are writing, uh-huh. but you can make small notes right. on a story outline. That
1: makes sense. Yeah. Well, if
0: it was not for his suggestion, <laughs> I might still be having hives. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, because within like a week, the hives were gone. I was oh, back God. writing. Yeah. I was driving him crazy. Well, Back to usual, right? Back to normal. Which was back to usual. And then he would be like, okay, do you want to leave the house sometime this month? And I'd be like, sure, why not? Because it was a motorcycle <laughs> was our transportation back then. So it was like every time, and I can't ride in on a motorcycle. So I used to almost dread going out on it. Uh-huh. But also I loved the thrill of it at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So I, that was like a technique I wish I'd never yeah. tried.
1: Like I should have. Yeah. Like, I feel like I should have known that wouldn't work for me because I know myself well enough to know that I'm not yeah. really a fly by the seat of your pants type of person. And so, um, but hey, more power to the people it works for, right? Everybody has, there's no right way to do it. Everybody has their way. Um, exactly exactly the thing that i have been working with that does is a technique i think is has been really useful is really really studying and working with um deep point of view or close third person point of view which um yeah is not the easiest thing to learn how to do it's been a, nope. there's a real learning curve there but once you get it it changes everything i feel like it totally mm-hmm. takes your writing to it a different level. At least for me. Maybe because I focus so I I'm tend to be more care my books are more character driven than plot driven. So I'm character driven too. Yeah. So I understand so that. that yeah. Point of view thing is it takes taking me a while to get it down, you know, but it's changing it, I mean everything. it
0: it is hard. Um yeah. I got told I got it down when I released the aftermath, which mm-hmm. is Marie World Two. Yeah. And for me, it was I realized I had to be able to answer the question of why. Yeah. Now, if you've got somebody who's a friend, like my male friend, who says why to everything, <laughs> like you say, our favorite ro- our favorite flower is, you know, a pink rose. Mm-hmm. Well, he would say, "Well, why?" Right. Why, of all the flowers, is that her favorite?
1: <laughs> Why is it and that? you
0: had to be able to answer him, right? Yeah. That's the kind of um, way that I, I mean, I had to learn it for wrestling because mm-hmm. I was a wrestling writer. I wrote wrestling for a while. So I had to be able to sit down with a wrestler who right. owned his own character, and I was just writing that. For that character. And I would have to be able to explain the story to them in a logical sense. Right. But I'd also have to be able to tell him why. Why do I win this match? Or why do I want this match? Or why this opponent? Why this night? Right. And trust me, they are control freaks, every one of them. Oh, yeah. And they all want to know why. And they always have a lot of whys, right? Yeah. So that made learning deep point of view easy because I already had that structure of in my brain as I write I do have him in my mind going well why crystal yeah tell me why yeah you know and
2: so, <laughs> so it gives knowing you a that a, yeah
0: yeah and yeah. then knowing an off cuff answer is not going to cut it
2: right, right so
0: right. I built that kind of layered system in to make them 3d Like, Layla's got a bad side. She's got a really, really good side, but she's got a really, really bad side. Like most people, yeah. Yeah, and Marie, you see mostly the bad, but she has that really soft, loyal side right? where she would do anything for her family and her friends. And, you know, she would... I think if she was to do something really stupid, it would be because she's doing it for somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was where my... Journey of Deep PV came in.
1: Yeah,
0: I what I struggled with was the Mills and Boone writing technique itself mm-hmm. is vastly different to how I write because I feel like you don't have enough space to you don't. They're short. Sure. Cram it
1: all right. in, you
0: right?
2: Know? Yep,
0: and your head hopping as well. So there's uh, not. There's because yeah, I've. I noticed that a lot that, you know, like particularly some of the ones that I've read where you'll be in, you'll be following the female for a little bit. And then the next chat, like not even the next chapter, but the next paragraph you're, you're in with the male.
1: Oh, wow. Really?
0: And it's such a, it, you know, it's called head hopping.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: And I had that jolt into me when I was in the Indies, never head hop, never head hop. Right.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: But this time, like, I know it's something that they do as standard,
2: right?
0: And going into heartwarming, which is the one I'm, I'm, I've written this story for, I'm having to, to slow myself down, put in the details and in the little descriptions, but also keep telling myself, okay, well, what's Cole doing or what's Lorna doing now? Yeah, and I'm having to learn the head hopping, so it's yeah. almost like a reverse for me to you because I've, I've got the PV. Right. The deep personal experience of going into the characters' minds. My trouble is forgetting kind of like the writing technique
1: outside.
0: Yeah. And not
1: to do deep point of view. Yeah, and not
0: wanting to break up every character's point of view per chapter. Right. Right. You know? Um, so it's almost like I'm trying to master the head hopping
2: technique. Yeah.
1: I mean I really hope I get it. it. It's my books are in deep point of view, but it's not as consistent as I like it to be. You know what I mean? There'll be an occasional break out of it. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I want to get it more consistent. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, you know, live and learn. You know what I mean by the head hopping. I totally know what you mean by the head hopping. Yeah. And I mean, we've we've all been told don't do that. So, yeah. um,
0: And then, of course, now when they're saying does do do it,
1: it's like, it doesn't feel (laughs) natural now. Right, like it feels. No, like, it really doesn't. Like, yeah, but you know, you look. I mean, that's the thing about writing, right? Like, if I'm not trying to learn, if I'm not learning something new with every book, then what's the,
2: what's point? the point? You know, like it's it?
1: you want to yep. be always growing and trying new things, and yeah.
0: So we're now moving into the life end of the podcast, okay. Um even though it's not really the end because you know we talk a lot. Us authors like a good natter. Okay. So what is the first thing that you do to de-stress from editing or writing? So if you've had a long day in the office and now you just want to chill.
1: Yeah. Well, I still have kids at home. And so I have to kind of leave the office behind when they get back yeah. from school. And I'll, you know, just, you know, I kind of just sort of come back into the real world where I'll listen to what they did at school, what's going on with them, cook with them. Um, you know, and my husband and stuff and, and just sort of do the family thing because uh, because evenings are family. Um, yeah. And my kids are getting I me. Mean, my my kids are 17 and 15. So they're getting to that age where they're, you know, I am not. I don't have that much time, especially with my 17 year old daughter she's going to college in a year. So um, that's really important that that I get that time. And it does de-stress me. It takes my mind off writing because, you know, you get into that weird tunnel vision. Um, you do, yeah, yeah, and I need to like be out of that. So it's, it's a it's lot good of to be back energy as well. World. What's that? Yeah. It's
0: a lot yeah. of mental energy. I I always right. say it. it's a bit, it's a bit like running a marathon, except yeah. for you're doing it every single day. Right, it's exhausting.
2: Um, yeah, yeah,
0: and happens. right. That that's why it's so important for us to have those areas that we can go to to de stress. Right. Right. You know, otherwise we just become slightly more insane writers so well, what I hobbies do, do you
2: stuff,
0: you know well, yeah true yeah. true what hobbies do you enjoy or the <laughs> ones that you wish that you had
1: more time to explore i was thinking about this question i was like hobbies do i still have those i don't feel like i, <laughs> I started writing writing for professionally i'm like i don't really i, I used to yeah, do you like and stuff like that like paper yeah. crafts i used to work with rare books and so i got really interested in how to put a book together like how to like you know basically construct a book and that kind of led me into like more paper crafts like making my own cards or making you know that that kind of stuff but it, gosh, yeah. it's ages because i just don't have time for it anymore um yeah it does you know it what, takes what's a long sad time. is i read that's what that's like <laughs> my hobby is like terrible well that's I, a
0: hobby it's a good I, hobby
1: to have I read everything and it's I, I read as much as I can and it really does distress me so um yeah I, I would count that I would count that even yeah, though that's a hobby <laughs> yeah
0: and I was just about to ask you if you were somebody that's into crafts or isn't I and was,
1: what I was for a while and I really enjoyed it like i probably enjoy going back to it too it's just wow I I guess, I guess, I feel like I, who was it that some other writer said, some some famous writer said something about the only time I don't feel like I should be doing something else is when I'm writing. So I tend to write in my, in my, if I get extra time, which doesn't happen very often, I tend to use it to write, which is, I don't get away from writing enough probably, I guess.
2: it,
0: it's weird because I think we all go through phases in our careers where we write consi- like constantly and we right. cannot feel like we're drawn away. And right. then we get to periods where we have to almost take that step back because Absolutely. we're close to burnout.
1: Right. And do kind of now what do I do? Like if I'm not spending all yeah. my time writing, I'm, I don't I, – it takes me a while to get back in, out of it and into something else. Like i having nothing to do. You know? Yeah, and what I,
0: I learned, um, and I was really lucky that I learned this, was my nan was such a stickler for I needed to knit. I needed to know how to knit oh, because yeah. I was a Shetland girl.
2: Oh. So she
0: was a professional knitter at the age of eight. So she oh. knitted jumpers and she sold jumpers, and that was how she supported her family. That was the extra income That's that amazing. kept them going. And she said to me and my cousin she said you girls are a little bit more frail and a little bit more less sturdy so you can't really go out and do you know long jobs so mm-hmm. I'm going to show you how to knit so me and my cousin my cousin had a heart problem and, and I had my health problems and we learned to knit and we learned she realized I wasn't good with a sewing machine So she very rapidly uh, stubbed me away from that And instead She taught me cross stitch And how to make Embroidery kind of stuff on Pillowcases and Make cushions and You know um, all this kind of I always I used to think of it as useless craft Because I couldn't see how you could Make money at it and then I realized Now that I'm like in my 30s I'm like Oh, she was teaching me this so that I would have a way to get out of my own head. Right,
1: and it's that's. You she know? sounds amazing. I mean, she sounds. like. She
0: was a great believer, and yeah. if you were sitting down, your hands had to be doing something. Be doing something, right? Because some she lot of could sense. not. Yeah, she could not stand my dad. My dad had a horrible habit of chewing his nails,
2: oh, boy. and my
0: grandfather had a horrible habit of chewing his pipe, and it um. drove her mad. so she refused for her grandchildren to be the same so if my brother was over he was drawing and painting because that Mm -hmm. was his area Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and for me it was you're going to be a stitcher and -hmm. you're going to knit now I cannot crochet because crocheting is math and I I can't (laughs) do numbers and I can't do sequences which is awesome math um, because of my dyslexia but I could knit and she, she made me sit and make hundreds of squares for blankets for, the yeah. for the babies in hospital that wow. were just born. Because yeah. that's what they do in Shetland. When you when you have a kid, then they come through with a Shetland knitted blanket for your baby. Well, that's nice. And usually with a hat and pair of gloves and booties.
1: Uh huh.
0: And it's kind of almost like. Yay, you're a Shetlander. You were born yeah, here. Yeah, so you're automatically yeah. one of us, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> and trust me, I, I think the midwife was pretty sure I didn't want to be. I came out like a little monkey covered in hair. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I kind of laugh to myself now because my nan was really a huge driving force in having that tradition.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A&E nurses right? Who don't have a busy busy e and e in shetland usually right actually spend the lulls sitting around with the doctors teaching the trainee doctors that are coming onto the island for a year how to knit i love that that's that's so cool and it's such an awesome thing to have yeah like it totally you can write and knit at the same time right yeah because you can th- it makes you th- slow your brain down so you right. can think through your whole plot. Right. No, I can see and that. And when yeah, and when the pandemic hit and the lockdown hit and my mother was driving me crazy. Mm. And she wanted daughter time, which meant sitting and watching midwife shows. <laughs> I sat and I would knit and she and me would watch the shows. Uh-huh. And it, secretly in my head i really wasn't watching the show i was writing the novel in my head right right she didn't know that so she it was it was that. a good way of um living together for the first time in over yeah. a decade everybody's because you know, we haven't yeah. lived together and yeah and i i thought it was the best thing was to have those crafts and i kept it going like yeah i am so disciplined right okay I've gone on, I've seen my friends this morning, I've had my cup of coffee, I've taken mm-hmm. my medication. Right, I'm now going to write.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I will not force myself, but I'll say write. Right. Target for today is a 1,000 words or 1,500 right. words. Right. I don't care how long it takes, we're sitting here till That's it's done. That's exactly um, how I do it. Yep. Yep, and then I can go watch wrestling and I can sew, and maybe something will come back to me and I'll write again. Right. Um, you know, because I actually took a took the photograph from my wedding and I had it done by paint by numbers.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Oh cool. And I had it printed out and then I painted it on a canvas. Mm-hmm. And then I had it mounted and that that'll be on my wall forever. And I think right. to myself, it's good to have that time mm-hmm. away so that it is. Yeah. I get a fresh perspective. And my editor says you're not feeling like you're rushing so much right it's like you've you've settled down and you're more in tune with what you're doing and I thought hallelujah that was the key to me not (laughs) pushing it so hard that's awesome maybe I
2: should try knitting again yeah
0: my sister's
1: really into knitting she's really good at it
0: and it's so easy to do. I mean, you can literally do it and watch TV at the same time. And, yeah. Or have and a conversation a with kids. And I always
1: of, That seems soothing, like you said. Like a repetitive movement of your hands
0: yeah. like that. Soothing. And it's great for teenagers yeah. who are seriously stressed out their minds, too, by the way.
1: Oh, my gosh. I got a, a group so of teenagers.
0: Out. Yeah. I got a group of teenagers. I was a youth club leader uh, for six months. But I'd done it when I was a teenager. And I went, I stupidly <laughs> went back to it in my 30s thinking, yeah, teenagers can't have changed that much. <clears> hmm. <throat> I was yeah. about to learn that was not the case.
1: <laughs> They're really different than I was. Than I, you know. Yeah. They're
0: yeah. I, I was shocked. Yeah. And they are under so much pressure. And this one girl, she was just howling her eyes out one night. And I looked at her and I said, do you know how to knit, hon? And she goes, yeah, I do. I says, well, how about this? We're going to have a knitting night. I want you all to bring your needles and we'll just sit and knit. And you guys That's can good. talk about stuff that, you you know, this one in you. Knew. Yeah. And it is so funny that that worked. I, that I actually imagine. worked. Yeah. yeah. And the girls were able to open up so that we had a girls night of knitting. And then we did a night of diamond painting and, <laughs> It was really good because in the school, we did the diamond painting Mm. and we were able to help a lot of the kids that we might have been concerned about. However, we were now more aware of their situation because we'd taken the time to sit and diamond paint with them. Right, right. And, you know, things like showing that an artistic child can actually sit and do cross stitch alone with a sharp needle and a pair of scissors. right obviously I'm watching from the other side of the room to make sure she's okay but doing that just really shows that amazing abilities that these kids also have yeah and I think that gets under looked a lot so I was I was I could almost hear my Nana being all proud in my head
1: going yeah
0: look at look at the amazing stuff that you can do with this (laughs) So with me, I've got long term health Ill- illness, and it makes me slow down and appreciate the day and go into the garden and smell the da- well. At the moment, it's daffodils that's up. Yeah. <laughs> What's your thing that that makes you slow down and appreciate the day?
1: You know, one of the things I do that I love is so we have a dog, a puppy. He's a one, and um, he needs a lot of oh, joy. <laughs> What's that? He's a he's a yeah. Um and he's a Newfoundland so he's like one but he's also 130 pounds. So he when he wants something, Ooh. you know, he needs to be dealt with. So can't ignore. Now him. what we do, yeah. he and I yeah, we get he gets me up, we I get up really early and we go and I make my coffee and then he and I go out onto the porch and this this is a year round thing even in the winter because I have a really good blanket for this. And we sit there for yeah. maybe 45 minutes and we it's dark and then it gets lighter and lighter and lighter gradually. And it's really super, super quiet out there. Um, and it's just birds, you know, just bird stripping. And this is how I start every day. Like literally this happens wow. every day. And it's really, you know, when it first started crystal, I was like, Oh my God, I'm, this is so, ugh, I don't, you, <laughs> you know, know, it's five 30, it's 35 degrees. Yep. Like, I don't want to do this, but then gradually like he, would be really calm out there and then yeah. I would start to feel really calm out there as well and now now it's like I can't not do it now it's just part of the day and it's a real necessity because we just go out there and he chills out and I chill out and we chill out together he lies on top of my feet and we just sit there and listen to the birds like it's it's literally we literally do nothing and I think it's the only time in the day I don't where I literally just do nothing and I don't really think about anything except listening to the birds and watching the sky. And, you know, it's, I really love, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. Dogs are a good thing. You know, they make you do things that they you wouldn't normally think about. So wouldn't think. Yeah. And do- I mean,
0: I grew up with, with a, a demented dog too. <laughs> he really was, he was called Peppy, which we didn't name him that. That's the name uh-huh. he came with. Um, <laughs> He, yeah, he got me through like my teens so much because he was so good at just every night I went to bed, he would plant himself next to me and he would start at my feet and then by about an hour later, his head would be on my pillow. So he'd be oh, showing the pillow, so and then he'd be under the duvet because he'd get cold, and he would let me to tell me he was cold. And then he would get too warm, so then he would get he would <laughs> sort of make his way round me to was behind me, right? And then he would stick his paws into my back and stretch
2: Aww.
0: to the point where I was on the t- teeniest teeniest edge of the bed, bed, yeah. But That's he would te- have I the was. fan he would have enough of the fan that he wasn't cold mm-hmm. and enough of the duvet that he wasn't too warm mm-hmm. and he was quite happy
1: that's funny
0: and then 8 a.m would hit yeah and i would have to get up whether i wanted to or not as uh-huh. soon as my dad's alarms radio music came on uh-huh. he would lick my ears
1: oh it's like you're up you're getting up yep
0: and yeah. I, I got cats, right? We they have cats, cats too. Cats are
1: not so hard,
0: you know, they're <laughs> easy. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're not other that kind either. Of, Ours are No, are a whole other kind of furry hell.
1: The only way uh, their so, horses are easy is they're like 13 pounds, not 130. So it's... Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: my horse was 130 and he acted like a dog and I thought, <laughs> holy cow. It was... Spe- okay. I, he did the most embarrassing thing to me. He sat on a police car.
1: Oh, no. Really?
0: And killed the engine. <gasps> Are you serious? What Nothing? happened? Did you get in trouble? No, no. Though They said that uh, because we were not near the animals at the time, we couldn't be held responsible for it. Oh,
2: them. my gosh.
0: Just as he's about to leave, said Polis, my lovely horse who I wanted to strangle, <laughs> lifted his leg and peed on him.
1: Oh man. Just like a dog would. Oh my God. That's so embarrassing. Ugh. I was so red. Oh honestly
0: I was I was bright beetroot red. And uh yeah, so I, I learned from seniors. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the they have probably
2: events. Yeah.
0: And you know, they were from South so they were not islanders and I think they they were thinking, okay, this is probably just a, you know the the hazards of being a country yeah. police officer. Whenever <laughs> I was relieved because I didn't want like a seventy odd fine, you know. Oh right. Um, you know, because that's what it is. If they damage, you know,
2: Eesh. if they
0: actually knew the law, then they would know that that's the that's the damage we have to pay. Oh man. Um, but no, it was it was good. And every animal I've had, whether it's my youngest Stefano or Bob or the you know my dog or my horse. Mm-hmm. Over the years, like, cause, I mean, I've, I've had the animals around me my entire life. They have yeah. really had a positive impact yeah. on me. Yeah. Except for I know that when I go through to my bed, um, I'm going to have to fight my kitten for my space. Yeah, I but, have to
1: fight my cats too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you not think that they lie just exactly where they you do. it?
1: They do it on purpose, I swear.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's because it's where our most of our scent is. Oh, So they lie on the scent because they're searching for our scent because it gives them comfort to sleep. Which is
1: sweet, actually, but I'm like, I need to stretch my legs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or you're like, oh, my hubby's the worst because they've bonded to him now. Uh He sleeps with his legs in an A shape. Okay. Because he's got the duvet as a tent for one of them. Oh my and God. that guy sleeps under his legs pressed oh against God. him that is so- and then his feet have to be x apart <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, I know because the the kitten, the youngest one, likes to have his head on one foot and then <sighs> stretch out and have his bum
1: on the other. That's really cute, though, but yeah, I know what you're saying,
0: yeah, three yeah. hours, four hours later, and he's like, Oh I, need to
2: move. <laughs> I know. I know. So I have
0: to kind of usually I chase them out and be like, okay, go on, get out of here. I close yeah. the door and then 10 minutes later all I hear is the door knob rattling yeah. and they don't give and, up. Nope, and it's mama, like, mama. kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and the because my my li- my oldest one, he wasn't round cats from from a young age, so mm-hmm. he mimics words. Like oh, a parent, really? so he learned. So he learned the word "mama" oh, and "I love you."
1: Aww. So See, that's what I wake I'm up to everyone. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm such a, I, I'm horribly easy to get out oh, of bed to let him in. True. So as soon as he goes, "Mama, I love you," that's Good me. I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta, gotta get got up. A little you got back
1: in i miss mommy
0: (laughs) Yep, basically um but when i i moved to shetland my hubby had to stay behind for a month yeah because we had a month lease that we had to see out and i had to get to my job and uh they were super protective of me Mm -hmm. because they didn't know my mom and dad right so i slept in a room down the stairs from them and My oldest slept behind my legs and he kept his head to the door. Mm -hmm. My youngest, because it was such a new house for him, he was right in at my chest and he had to sleep with his nose touching mine. Right. God forbid if I moved.
1: Oh, God.
0: Because the claws would come and they would head on to my pajamas for dear life. So I was like, oh, okay. And I thought, well, I don't know how Ian's getting his side of the bed back, but okay.
1: Mm -hmm. I know. He's going to have to share when he gets back. He did.
0: He fight, He had to fight them for like a month, yeah. you know. Wow. But that's why I love animals because they're – without them, I think our lives would be very boring.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: So uh, to finish us off, what is your favorite place to curl up in the day? Like well, to go, or like a cafe Oh, no, your porch.
1: Yeah. Cafe? No, I'm not a big. Well, you know, I guess I used to be before COVID, but less so now.
0: Um, yeah, I'm kind, I'm kind of in the same to the boat.
1: Porch, still with the dog or without him, <laughs> um, or in the family room in front of the fire. I'm definitely a big oh. sit in front of the fire person. So I love that too. Yeah, uh, we don't have a fire
0: in our in our new home, but in my my parents, they had this beautiful log burning fire, and some mm-hmm. nights I would just write for. It's hours sometimes. on end yeah you know
1: totally and unwell. I would get
0: up at 6 a.m because I knew I would get two hours before my parents would mm-hmm. be up right and I would light the fire and I would make the cups up ready for them to have their morning tea and coffee and then I would take my coffee through and I would just write because yeah. I always I always get the phone call at eight to tell me what school I was going to, right? So I would sit and I would write for those two hours, and that was how I had to get around my mom, oh. of all people, <laughs> yeah. um, you know. And then when Ian moved up, it was a little bit like a breathing space because their whole attention went onto him, right? And I was like. I'll sneak through to the room for a couple hours of writing, and then he would sneak through, and it was like, no, the whole point of this is I'm supposed to be in here. You it- go entertain them, and I'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it. It was my plan, and he told me, yeah. It. So this is the quick part of our ga- our our show is we're going to do word association. Okay. Because we originally did this as a word association with novels, but okay. people are finding it too hard. Well, yeah. So. I thought we'll just do word association it'll be easier for people. Okay. And I gave you actually a theme because you, when I looked you up I was like You did give me I a got name. a very very good vibe off you and I was like Aww. she'll she'll figure this out as she reads
1: the words that there was a, a theme going. I did except for one word. And that was the word truffles. I was like wait how does that fit into this? English because truffles are usually served at polo matches
0: in England. Really? Okay, I didn't yes. know that. I wasn't, sh- and yes. I wasn't
1: sure if you meant mushrooms or if you meant chocolate. Oh no,
0: It's there both. It's both okay. Okay. here, so it's weird. Um,
1: being somebody no that idea-
0: lived around horses, I know quite a bit about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get started and see where this takes us. Okay. So, the first word, as you said,
1: is truffles. And I'm supposed to say what I think of?
0: Yeah, your first
1: thing you think of. The first, unfortunately, the first thing I think of is mushrooms, and I don't like mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> which is Well, cute. at least you're honest. I know, you know? but I, but I, yeah, it was, that was, maybe that's why I couldn't, that one stood out to me. I was like, how, what's, what do I think of when I think of this? I do like chocolate truffles. Yeah,
0: I like chocolate truffles too, most of it. Yeah. dresses
1: you know every time someone says dresses i think of regency era gowns because part of the reasons i part of the reason i'm so into the got into historical is because i love the regency clothes i just yeah they're gorgeous so i think about those those dresses um you know those those empire waist beautiful gowns yeah
0: i i loved the corsets and big floating skirts for oh, that was me Um, until I wore my wedding dress and then realized, oh, I can't sit down in this. Oh, I
1: know. I don't know how they did it. All those,
2: all that stuff.
1: I
0: figured it out. I did figure it out, but it was hours later. I should have had a practice run, (laughs) but I didn't think it would be an issue because I'd worn big dresses before with my my mom, but they were like layered skirts. So it was actual material that was layered and layered and layered and layered rather than just a hoop. Right. And layer. So yeah, total different experience. Um, um, but actually, yeah. you can fold the you can fold the hoop round your bum. Oh, really? So if you put your hands down the back of your dress, and you have to do it kind of like discreetly, <laughs> you can sort of fl- float it underneath your legs, and you can sit down oh, that way. Okay. I wish I'd known that for my ceremony, though, because. Yeah, but it, it looked know. great with the hoop on and the hoop off. So I, I didn't really care. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so horses. Horses. That does make me think of my books. And it especially makes me think of the book, more or less, a Marchioness because horses are so big a part of they're that
0: book. They're huge, big. Yeah. They're huge, huge Yeah, plain, historical. Yeah.
1: And they're, yeah. Which I
0: thought you would connect to, I must yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely. Fields. Fields kind of goes with horses, right? Like, cause it's, you. I, yes. if I hadn't read the word horses right before fields, I might not have thought of it that way. But I, what of course I imagine is horses running across fields. Yeah, exactly. And English and then, country uh, states, you know, the big.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Blue sky. Same. Blue sky, fields, horses, women in riding habits, riding. Yep. Or, sad, or, even sad. better, heroes in the boots with the riding crop oh, yeah. and the breeches because that's a good look.
0: And they're so tight, so you you know what they're packing
1: uh, as well. I yeah. know there's there's a lot of re. I swear that that a huge part of that is why people are so into Regency is because of what men used to wear. So,
0: exactly. Yeah. And of course, the last word is polo. Now, here in the UK, I'm just going uh, to tell a quick uh, thing. Is Polo is also a sweetie here, as well as a sport. Oh, really? So when I'm saying polo in this concept, I'm meaning polo as in the sport, not you mean like the, the sport. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, it's funny. I don't. I've never written anything with polo in it. I mean, did they really? play polo back then? Did they play? Yeah. Like, I, I know they played cricket, and but I don't. I couldn't think the of upper upper elite did like.
0: Yeah. So dukes, duchesses, earls, they went to polo games. And, Uh, you know, it was a very big thing for the royal family to do, particularly the royal family would have those events. Um, And also, like, you know, it led into the Chelsea uh, horse racing um, thing that we've got now. But horses was always a royal family tradition. It was always the upper echelons used to go to. Um, the closer you were to the queen, the more likely your future husband was a polo player.
1: It's a polo player.
0: See, in now fact, I have to both, do polo.
1: And you've got yeah, to figure out. Both it
0: Harry and... William. William. Thank you. <laughs> <Had a laughs> blank there for a moment. They were polo players.
1: Yeah. Th- I remember seeing them play polo in the media. There's a lot of pictures yep. of them playing polo. Yeah.
0: In fact... I believe that the youngest one still plays polo even in California. Yeah, I could believe it. You could find anything
1: in California, right? But polo has a cool yeah. aesthetic too. It's kind of like the breeches and the red. Like, I like that polo looks really neat. Like, just the whole, like yeah. all the horses and the, it's a, it, it would make a good scene in a historical, wouldn't it? Cause it's,
0: I think it would. And I, mean, it. I actually thought it would be in Bridgerton. I don't know why. I there thought was
1: no Polo and Bridgerton, you're right.
0: I thought, you know, there should be Polo and Bridgerton. Um, they have crochet, but
1: They've yeah. Cr- they didn't, yeah. Cro- they didn't you have Polo. Crochet. Yeah. Those those scenes where they're playing crochet is like those are great scenes. I thought that was yes. one of the best scenes in the in the series was
0: I I almost Bridgerton. wish they had that kind of side in the first season.
2: Mhm. Yeah. I think
0: it would have been interesting to have seen the two leading female and male playing that right. together. Competing. I always almost said he wasn't in the second season.
1: I was too, actually. It felt weird to see Daphne without Simon, you know? It did. It felt A wrong. little like you noticed him missing. And I, always, I yeah, liked the character a lot and I like the actor too. You never though, know, I he appreciate.
0: might come back in season three.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so too. I also. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the end of our podcast folks. Uh it has been absolutely amazing to be on with Anna Bradley. Do Thank you, you, you. want to take a second to tell people where they can find you?
1: You know, you can find me pretty much anywhere, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Kobo, Apple Books, Google, you know, yeah, like those the books, the usual you can find spot. her.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling because like, everyone's like, oh, where can I get you? And I'm like, anywhere, books or so. Anywhere, books or so. You might have yeah. to order me in, but,
2: you know. Right,
0: right. Same same saying, but. Yeah. yeah no, I get that.
1: <laughs> you can find me on, well, you can find my website too. It's uh, www.annabradley.net. And you can get, there's links yeah. to all the books on there too. So.
0: yeah and that's that's so much easier if you have like a like you can go on yeah yeah because yeah. it's less stressful that way like yeah. i i try and like remember where my books are and when somebody asks me on twitter and i'm like
1: shoot now and then i
0: have to go look for them but i've <laughs> stopped doing that now and i just direct them to the website i'm like yeah, yeah the, website, you know? With
1: the website yeah yeah but I, you know,
0: so. thank you so but much for having me well, you're going to have to come back next time. you have got a book you. coming out. Yeah. And you're gonna, love yeah. You. And if if you're, um, what I do is I do spotlights. So, uh-huh. um, if your publisher doesn't mind sending me a hard copy, because I'm not able to read e-books because of the screen thing, right? Um, I will spotlight you on one of I our keep... book conversation episodes. I'm
1: sure I could get them to send you a hard copy. That would be no problem <laughs> at all. Yeah.
0: Sounds like fun. Well, thank you, you everybody, and come back next week where we've got a really interesting guest for you. You'll just have to wait to see who it is.